0: Hello and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Relay FM network. I'm Quinn Rose and I am here as always with my co host, Jillian Parker. Hey
1: everyone, hey Quinn.
0: Hello, Jillian. How are you? How was your Christmas?
1: I'm good. It was so nice. It was super chill. So my family and I just went to mass Christmas Eve and then the next morning we just like slept in and ate a lot of food and just hung out around the house and it was great. What
0: about you, Quinn? Yeah, about the same, actually. Well, my, my parents and I do half German Christmas, which means that we open um, some presents on Christmas Eve. So we went to Mass, yeah, um, and then um, kind of like the presents that the younger generation or like me and my siblings um, give to the older generation, we all open on Christmas Eve. And then in the morning, the kids open their presents. It's hard to say kids because we're all legal adults now, but you know what I mean, Um yeah, and then um for Christmas Eve dinner, we always have spaghetti and meatballs and for Christmas dinner, we have Chinese food, which is delicious. Um and then one of my Christmas gifts was the first season of Smash, which is a 2012 TV show about Broadway. And so I watched 7 episodes of Smash on Christmas Day, and that was my Christmas.
1: Ah, that's awesome. Yay.
0: So on this note of positivity and good cheer, we're going to do a year in review. But if you have been listening to this show slash exist, you know that it maybe hasn't been a great year in always. ways. Um, but today we're ignoring that because we want to. And so this is our good news year in review of nice things that happened in 2017.
1: Yes, we are t- turning a new leaf. Well, not really, but we are t- going to be optimistic and happy for once.
0: Yeah, because it's Christmas.
1: Yep, pretty much. (laughs) And
0: I am still in my pajamas.
1: Same. I woke up half an hour ago. (laughs) Same. Ugh, we are twins. With a Z. Twins.
0: I can't believe you slept in so much. I'm so proud of you.
1: I know. I've been, like, going to bed super late, and um my boyfriend's like oh my god like I can't believe like I'm rubbing off on you because you know he's a night owl and I'm such an early bird and I was just like shut up this is not you this is just my obsession with <laughs> Parks and Rec <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah how's par- watching Parks and Rec going
1: oh my god it is so good the first season was a little slow um but oh my god it's so good I love all the characters so much. I saw your tweet that was like, I can't watch a movie, I don't have time, and then like sits down and watches like 10 episodes of 30-minute TV shows. Yep. Yep, that's pretty much how I am with Parks and Rec.
0: (laughs) That is how it goes, though, because for me, this tweet was kind of me so tweeting myself of feeling like, like, I want to watch Marvel's Runaways, but I'm like, oh, I just keep putting it off. But then I sat down and watched every episode of the behind the scenes of Stranger Things because I'm like, they're only half an hour. And then I watched seven of them in a row and I was like, oh, okay.
1: (laughs) I see how it is. Is your favorite character on Parks and Rec Leslie? Leslie, nope.
0: Oh yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's so cute.
0: I've only ever seen the first season though. I know that it gets better after the first season um, and I will finish it eventually, but I got distracted.
1: Oh my god, it's so good. I just like I don't understand the whole like sidebar thing, but like who are they talking to? Are they just pretending to talk to someone? Unclear.
0: Well yeah, that's like a TV show style, like the way Off op- the Office is done. Is it sort of this fake mockumentary, like supposedly kind of filming a documentary about them kind of?
1: <laughs> ah, okay. I did not know that was a thing.
0: Okay. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into some stories from 2017. So I want to start with one story that just came out this week, um, which is this absolutely beautiful thing that happened where... um so, uh, a guy posted this video and it was of his parents getting engaged um, because they were married 20 years ago and then they ended up getting divorced but then they like went through journeys of self discovery and started dating again and then this Christmas season in front of their whole family brought back together the dad got it proposed to the mom and they're gonna get married again
1: mm-hmm. it was so cute um and The son like, tweeted the video, and it's gotten, like, 10 million views. Ugh, it's insane.
0: Did you see, though, that um, after it went viral, he posted a link to a GoFundMe for the wedding? And I was like, must everything have a GoFundMe attached oh to it? Oh my god, did he really? Do you really need to... I mean, that's fine. That's fine. It's, like, very... I, I don't want to be negative about the story, because it's beautiful, but I was also like, ah, America.
1: <laughs> yes, but the fundraiser it did exceed its $2,000 goal in 24 hours, so... They are thriving right now.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're great. But yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because, I mean, divorce rates in the United States and in a lot of places are so high. And I feel like, I mean, it's sad to, like, to see that. And especially when so many of those people have kids and they break families apart. But I also, like, understand that I think that like humans change and sometimes divorce is like the natural progression of human relationships. But it's also cool to see, you know, sometimes you just need to work on yourself for a little while and then you you really are meant for each other. You really are soulmates, if that's a thing, and you can come back to each other.
1: Yeah, it's like the, what's that expression with like the butterfly? If you love something, set it free. And if it's yours, it'll come back to you. I don't know if that's a butterfly or a boomerang, but anyways. <laughs>
0: I uh, what's funny is I don't know if that saying has the word butterfly in it but I also picture a butterfly when you talk about that so maybe it does <laughs> unclear
1: maybe it's the Mandela effect or I don't think it works like that but whatever
0: sure we're just gonna invent our own things with a Mandela effect it's fine pretty much no but that's really cool though and it must be so cool to be those persons I think in the article said they have eight kids and to be able to see their parents come back together that's just that must be a dream come true
1: yeah, oh, really a Christmas miracle. Um, and then our second good piece of news is that uh, Pavin Smith, who is a draftee for the Arizona Diamondbacks, he, for his Christmas present to his parents, he paid off their mortgage um, using some of the money from the $5 million bonus he got by signing with the Arizona Diamondbacks back in June. Um, and yes, I did have to make sure that the Arizona Diamondbacks were a baseball team and not a basketball team, but it's fine. <laughs>
0: you probably would have been able to better guess than I could. <laughs> yeah, this is a sweet story. I feel like this is kind of everyone's dream that like one day they'll make it big in in Hollywood or in sports or something, and then they'll be able to to give back to their parents in that way. I mean, that's certainly something that I've thought about.
1: Yeah, and it's really cool because, I don't know, I've always read articles when I was younger about like these teenagers buying their parents' houses like on Disney Channel. <laughs> Like, I think Selena Gomez did. And like, you know, once you're famous, you're just like, buy your parents a house. And it's like, okay, well, I know who wins daughter of the year now.
0: (laughs) Was the thing I thought about not with a house, because my parents have a house, which is super cool. um, But in I have always wanted to like, be able to be successful enough that I could send my parents on vacation that I could just roll up one day and be like, here's a vacation it's totally planned and you don't have to worry about anything and you can just like go and have an awesome time.
1: Oh, that'd be so nice. Because honestly, like planning vacations is literally the worst.
0: I know. My mom is a huge planner and so she plans all of our vacations and um, she does an amazing job. And I think it's kind of her hobby in some ways, but it's also really stressful. And so it would be cool to be able to not only financially be able to pay for a vacation for my parents but also tell them they don't have to stress about it.
1: Yeah I think I think websites like Expedia have made travel agencies kind of obsolete but you know like it would still be nice to just kind of like call someone up and just like plan my vacation so I think I'm just gonna call up Quinn's mom from now on so yeah.
0: Honestly my mom would be an amazing travel agent and I don't think that you could pay her enough money to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was, like, I know there's, like, this one travel agency um, that is kind of, like, this really big company that plans vacations, but only for really rich people, like, CEOs and movie stars, and it's, like, super intense, and they, like, go to these, like, really awesome, like, touristy places, but they take, like, the really, obviously, like, fancy route, and it's just, like, ugh, oh, so cool.
0: Oh, I want to tell kind of a weird story. Um, so I once was talking to someone and not naming any names um, who used to be pretty good friends with Steve Wozniak, um, who was one of the co-founders of Apple. And he was apparently super eccentric and weird and it sounded kind of awesome and terrible at the same time. Anyway, um, and what what happened was he his telephone number was one off from like a travel agent or something. And so people would accidentally call him when they're trying to find a travel agent a lot. And he would literally take all of their information and then book them ridiculous flights. Like the most out-of-the-way flights he could possibly find. And on one hand, this is hilarious. On the other hand, I would be so mad if this happened to me.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, like if it wasn't happening to me, slash if this wasn't actually affecting real people, this would actually be really funny. Um, because I can just imagine, like, trying to, like, book a flight from, like, New York to, I don't know, like, the Midwest, and then just decide to go, like, around the world the complete opposite way.
0: To be fair, though, he's really rich, and so he probably also paid for the flights. Uh, So on that note, you know, maybe. (laughs) Mm, Maybe. I don't really know the details of that, but I thought this story was ridiculous. Oh, my God. But it's (laughs) also like, can you imagine later when you figure out that not only for, I mean, maybe they never figured it out, but there's got to be someone out there who accidentally got these flights from him. And then not only do they have absurd flights, but it also was the co-founder of Apple who booked them for them. Like, what?
1: (laughs) Uh, Look at Apple. Killing the game as per usual. Actually, no, a lot of people are mad at Apple right now, but whatever. It's fine.
0: I mean, as someone who recently had to go through a terrible process to get one key on her laptop fixed, I don't know why you are so excited about Apple.
1: Yeah, this is true, but I mean... It honestly, like the entire process, went a lot smoother than I thought it was going to be because, like, they used to have to they had to do that to another computer of mine, or they had to do something and fix my computer. But I didn't bring it to Apple; I brought it to this other place because I thought it'd be cheaper. And it turns out it was like the same price, and it took me two weeks to get my computer back. So at least Apple does it within uh, four business days.
0: Yeah, I have also I have too made the mistake of going to a third party, and it's always a mistake.
1: Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. I know you want to try to defeat the man, but don't do it. Great
0: advice from Jillian Parker. Don't try to defeat the man.
1: Just go with the flow.
0: But only when the man is Apple.
1: (laughs) Well, for some things, yeah.
0: I think my favorite news story that came up when I googled good news of 2017 was this incredible headline, introducing Steve, a newly discovered light in the sky. Hello, Steve. How are you? (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. What what a great headline.
0: Yeah, I mean, there isn't there isn't even that much to this story. They discovered an aurora. There's a new aurora, I guess. Um, and they named it Steve. And the, the reason why is incredible. Because some people are thinking, like, oh, is this to honor some kind of scientist or someone who was named Steve? And for some reason you picked his first name instead of his last name? No. It is from the movie Over the Hedge. Which is an animated movie in which one of the characters, I think, names the hedge Steve to make it seem less scary. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, but it's so funny because, like, it's not scary at all. It is so beautiful.
0: If you discovered an aurora, just a shining light in the sky, what would you name it?
1: Um, Probably Aurora <laughs> or Rory for short. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very creative. What about you, Quinn?
0: I would name it Jillian. No, I wouldn't, probably.
1: I would not name it Jillian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, okay. I would name it... I mean, I probably, if I ever got the chance to name something, I would want to name it after someone that I care about, but I'd probably name it after, like, my little sister, whose name is Riley, so... If you ever discover a a light in the sky and someone's like, that light is named Riley, well, you know where it came from.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's, hopefully, yeah, that happens, because I think that's on my bucket list to just, like, name something.
0: It's on my bucket list to either name something or have something named after me.
1: Ooh, yeah, true. Even, like, as simple as, like, a salad or something or a sandwich at, like, my local deli. (laughs)
0: And by that, Jillian means she wants a salad named after her at Sweet Green.
1: Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and it's going to be my custom order.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Wait, what is your custom j- order? Share what the Jillian is with the world.
1: Okay. So it's um, <laughs> half spinach, half kale. And then depending on what time of year it is, I either get one or two premiums. So for now, like I was getting like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. But then other than that, it's. Um, Cucumbers, beets, carrots, sweet potatoes, um, and then I either get balsamic vinegar, but like if I'm feeling really healthy, but usually I just get spicy cashew dressing because it is so good, and that's the Jillian custom order.
0: I'm glad that we have that on the record for everyone. Please go into your local sweet green and order the Jillian, and then when they get confused and just look at you weirdly, or order your actual salad.
1: that would be amazing oh my god
0: (laughs) there is going to be an article in the show notes to this steve
1: aurora and you should totally check it out because
0: also it's beautiful i've never seen like auroras or the northern lights or anything but that's speaking of bucket lists that's also on my bucket list totally is to be able to see them because every picture that i see looks absolutely amazing
1: yeah uh two things one um when you said i uh, i'm going to attach like the link to blah 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 like to see steve in the show notes i thought you were going to say like i'm going to attach the link to the sweet green website and i'm just like okay well <laughs> i thought that would be pretty straightforward
0: no you can google sweet green by yourself yeah exactly
1: <laughs> um, and then two yeah i also want to see like the northern lights because we were supposed to see it in iceland but then it was rainy yeah
0: we literally went to this northern land of snow and, no, we'll have to go back someday.
1: Yes. Oh, I loved Iceland. The food was so good.
0: That seafood, though.
1: <laughs> oh, take me back to Copenhagen, TVH.
0: We're just going to reminisce about our personal 17 when we got to go to Copenhagen and it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Except for I was horrifically ill the entire time.
1: It's kind of relevant because, you know, it was our spring break of the year, 2017. So, you know what? It's fine. Yes, Quinn was also, like, dying on that trip, which was not ideal.
0: It's fine. If you go back and listen to podcasts from March, you can hear in my voice how I'm not okay.
1: (laughs) Quinn does this really cute thing that whenever something important is about to happen, she gets sick.
0: (laughs) It's my talent. Another wild thing that happened this year, which was not good news to everyone, but... We're going to talk about it because it was a lot, um, was when Moonlight won Best Picture at the Oscars. And that was really cool because, you know, Moonlight's an incredible film and that was really exciting. But the thing that made it a really big deal is that first they announced that La La Land won. And La La Land was kind of the favorite to win and they had won a bunch of awards earlier in the night. So everyone was like, okay. It's so like they started to stand up and go and accept their award. And then they were like, no, that was not who won. You read the wrong name. And what happened was somehow the person who was reading the name got, was not picked up the right ballot. They didn't pick up the best picture ballot. They picked up the best actress thing and so it showed up and it said emma stone la la land and instead of being like oh we've gotten the wrong thing they just went la la land (laughs) and panicked i guess um and then they had (laughs) to get up there Warren Beatty had to get up there and like held up the thing that says no moonlight won and then they had to shepherd la la land off the stage and the the cast and producers of moonlight had to replace them and it was the most ridiculous thing i have ever seen at an award show
1: That is so awkward. Oh, my God. Do you think this is better or worse than the time that guy announced the wrong Miss Universe or Miss World or whatever that beauty pageant was?
0: Oh, that was really bad, too. Wasn't that Steve Harvey?
1: Yes. Yes. Steve Harvey.
0: Yeah. I can't. Why does this keep happening? That one was a pretty bad, too, but I think it was less. It was probably less watched than this was. And it would also it affected two people instead of like hundreds of people.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But also, like, I think with the Steve Harvey one, it was just so much more visceral because they literally had to take the crown off the one winner to the other winner. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, that is so brutal. I can't even imagine. Like, that's painful. So another great thing that happened in 2017 was that Fiona the hippo was born at the Cincinnati Zoo. Um, and she's just so cute. She was born six weeks early, um, but like against the odds, she made it. And now she is thriving in Cincinnati Zoo. And she is just so cute and adorable. And I just want to hug her
0: she looks amazing I don't know how it happened that like so much of the internet became really interested in this baby hippo but I'm so into it and it's just like I I just like having someone to root for you know and I feel like Fiona is thriving in a way that few of us are
1: exactly also I had (laughs) I also really liked the game Hungry Hippos when I was younger so I think that's another reason why I have an affinity for uh for Fiona
0: (laughs) this is funny because i mean hippos aren't your typical cute animal except for like baby like really baby hippos like they're pretty cute but i mean they're not kind of you know they they wouldn't necessarily be the first thing i would pick as a cute animal but sometimes you get one with so much personality
1: yeah that's true it's totally true
0: there was also a full new york times profile written about fiona by rachel Syme, who is one of my favorite journalists so um i was pretty excited about that it was adorable
1: That's awesome. I can imagine just, like, trying to fight to cover this story and just be like, no, I like hippos more than you do.
0: This is my feature, Fiona. She is my mascot. She is everything.
1: (laughs) Also, Hungry Hippos was just such an intense game. Like, I don't mean to be dramatic, but friendships were lost in that game.
0: You had an eventful childhood, I feel like. (laughs) Maybe. I feel like my friendships were mostly lost during Uno, so...
1: Ooh, true i wasn't a huge fan of uno i don't know why
0: well in high school some me and some of my band friends because i was a band geek in high school um had this ongoing uno game that we would we would keep playing uno every time we didn't have anything to do in band for like two years and it got pretty competitive and there are some cards that were played that get brought up to this day
1: oh my god that's so funny (laughs) Yeah, when I was younger, I used to be really into card games. Like, I re- was really into rummy. Um, and then I was into, like, card games that aren't really card games, like bologna sandwich.
0: Wait, what is that?
1: Um, So basically, it's called BS, but we weren't allowed to say BS in Catholic school. Um, and that not- we couldn't even say BS even if oh. it stood for bologna sandwich. So we had to say bologna sandwich. Um, Anyways, so basically, you just, like, try to, like someone puts down the ace of spades or whatever and then you just keep building up so then someone has to put a two and then someone has to put a three um and things like that and it doesn't matter like what suit it is you just have to like keep going in like numerical order um but based on like what your what cards you have you can sometimes you might not have the card that you need to put down so you just lie and then if someone says like oh like bologna sandwich or like bs um then you have to take all the cards And then whoever has, like, the least cards at the end of the game wins.
0: Yeah, I have played this game. We played this game at XOXO, and it was very fun.
1: (laughs) What did you guys call it?
0: Uh, We called it the full title.
1: (laughs) Ah, okay, gotcha.
0: Because we were adults, not at Catholic school.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, whatever, it's fine.
0: Speaking of amazing births that happen in twenty seventeen, not to equate humans with hippos, because like I just want to be clear, it's like obviously very different, but just icons, icons all around. Uh Beyoncé gave birth to twins.
1: Oh yes, yes she did.
0: And their names are Rumi and Sir.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um But like The fact that she had just, like, this outrageous photo shoot, like, minutes after she gave birth is just, like, phenomenal, and something only Beyonce would do.
0: I feel like, I mean, I don't have the energy to get out of bed most days, let alone days that I have produced two humans out of me. I can't, like, how did she even move? Yeah, exactly. And she looks fierce. I know, I've never looked that good in my life. It's fine. (laughs)
1: Um, Also, this is slightly unrelated, but another thing that happened in 2017 was that like all three, like three Kardashian siblings are pregnant, but Kylie still won't admit she's pregnant. And it's just like really bothering me and really bothering Twitter.
0: I'm sorry, this is a struggle you're having. Wasn't there a rumor that she was supposed to announce it officially during the Christmas card?
1: Yeah, but the thing is, she
0: didn't. She played you so hard. She's probably making money off of this somehow, getting those ratings up.
1: I mean, yeah, probably, but, like, whatever. And then there was a rumor that Kim Kardashian, like, so the new rumor is that she's going to announce it in, like, January and, like, be the big news story of, like, 2018 or starting off 2018, but then appa- but then there's, like, this rumor that her sister Kim Kardashian got mad because that's when her baby is due via surrogate and she doesn't want Kylie's baby to outshine her baby. So it's the war of the babies right now.
0: You follow this story a little bit too closely. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. It's fine. Everybody needs a hobby. Everybody's got little joys in their life. That's what this episode is all about. (laughs) It's the little things. The last happy story that I'd like to mention for 2017 is that Star Wars The Last Jedi came out. Actually, a lot of really great movies came out, come to think of it. Um... And I really like this movie, and I thought it was super cool. And I know we just talked about it last week briefly, um, but I will reiterate it again that the more that I think about it, the more I like it. I'm really excited to go see it again. I'm excited to get it. It's Carrie Fisher's last movie, which Carrie Fisher means a lot to me. Um, and uh, it's actually, well, as we're recording it, this is the one year anniversary of her death, um, December 27th. So... Rest in peace Carrie Fisher. She's in my heart always. Um and I mean every scene in this movie in which she was talking like as a mentor um and like expressing thoughts about hope and light and the resistance and everything just meant so much to me in context that this is her last movie ever. Um and even beyond that I thought the movie was great and I can't wait for the third one. So yes, that is my last last happy thing of 2017.
1: Oh, that is so cute. Um, yeah, I think I I think I really want to start watching Star Wars. I just need to like I need to be able to do it right and just like be able to sit through like all how many movies there are within like a week span or something, but that that's on my bucket list.
0: All right, just kidding. This is my last happy thing of 2017. Jillian saying she wants to watch Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you, I think. Um, No, yeah, my- I'll help you. We can watch them together. Okay, dope, dope. Yeah, my um, last happy thing is just like super random, but basically it's just like the grooming business in the UK um, did a dog nativity scene and like all of these dogs are just like wearing towels over their heads to look like shepherds. (laughs) And it's just so cute. And that's my favorite thing of, last favorite thing of 2017.
0: Oh my God, that's adorable. Send me that link. I will so now to finally finish out 2017 and look on to 2018 we're just going to share some of I think our personal new year's resolutions well actually I don't know you suggested this topic but I don't know if you actually made new year's resolutions or if
1: you were gonna say like no I actually think they're terrible so what are your thoughts on this no, so that's the thing. I used to, like, really be against New Year's resolutions. I think that's just because, like, I had a boyfriend in high school who, like, did not believe in New Year's resolutions, and so that kind of, like, rubbed off on me, which is, like, not great. Um, But I just, like, got kind of got back into them, and I think it's, like, a really great idea. So we're good. We are good and thriving now. All right, cool. Yeah, I've always been a big believer I think we talked about
0: this last year a little bit but like I have a birthday that falls at the end of the year and so the new year is always like a new year of my life as well um and so that's pretty exciting and so I, I'm a big believer in like having a set of goals to try to reach in every year whether or not because I always make some and don't make others and so I think that's just the way life goes
1: hmm yep
0: so what are your new year's resolutions for 2018
1: um I think, honestly, my New Year's resolutions is just, like, really, I think since this is my last, like, this is our last semester of senior year, I think I really just want to focus on, like, just really appreciating where we are and just, like, hanging out with our friends more because, like, literally this semester, I just, like, wasn't never in the room and I was just gone, like, every day. So I think one of my New Year's resolutions is to just, like, take a step back and really appreciate um, everything. So, yeah. What about you, Quinn? Quinn?
0: Oh, that's really sweet, and as with someone who will be a beneficiary of this, I really appreciate that, because we miss you.
1: <laughs> oh yay, I missed me too.
0: Well, I, I always make a set of, um, <laughs> I always make a set of 10 New Year's resolutions, um, and brief plug, uh, if you, I have a YouTube channel, it's called Aspiring Robot, and in the next week I'm going to be putting up a video there that talks about all of my 10 New Year's resolutions, <laughs> But just to share like the ones I think are probably my most pressing goals for 2018 um, is one, get a job, get a job. I have like the opposite goal of you. I feel like I've spent too much time with friends. I need to get a job now. No, but seriously, like I'm going to like we're graduating. And so, of course, I want to enjoy my last semester. And like, absolutely, and we'll be spending a lot of time with people I love at college. But I also have to get prepared um for what I'm going to be doing after college and the number one thing for that is to find gainful employment <laughs> is that your one goal for the year or do you have other res- smaller resolutions to go along with that
1: yeah I think I have just like smaller resolutions to go with that um I think I want to be more involved in like theater this semester so I might try out for a few plays depending on like how like when the tech weeks align with when my thesis is due um But other than that, I think it's just like, I don't know, I feel like with 2017, it was 2017 was like, probably pretty bad for um, just like in general with news and politics and things like that. But 2017 for me was like, not necessarily a great year, but like a very solid year where I saw like a lot of growth, I think. So I mean, that's just like, that's just like my 2017 reflection. So I think continuing that in 2018 is another, you know, resolution.
0: That's really nice, and yeah, I will say for my personal life as well. Twenty seventeen was probably, I mean, I like it's it's hard to rank exactly, but I think that generally twenty seventeen was probably my best year in my personal life since twenty fourteen, um, and that like there, were, I got to do a lot of really cool things this year, um, and I think twenty eighteen is going to be a lot different. That's that's a hard thing. It's hard to make goals right now because we our lives are going to be so drastically different in six months than they are now. And I don't know what city, and for me, like, in particular, like, I don't know what city I'm going to be living in or what job I'm going to be doing. So it's hard to say, like, oh, these are my goals for the whole year. When come June, I have literally no idea where I will be.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think this is, this is the last time I remember, like, being really unsure where I'm going to be in, like, six, seven months. Because, like, I think I have an idea. Like, it's really honestly between two options at this point. But still, like it's completely different options and anything can happen or anything can change at like the drop of a hat. So it's weird. Yeah. What about you Quinn? Do you have like smaller, but more, you know, less, well, more just focused on the first six months.
0: Yeah. I have some goals that are mostly like, I have goals about language learning and books I want to read. And I want to make some more videos this year and and really a lot more, like, little sort of personal stuff that I feel like I'll be, those are goals that I will be able to maintain and continue regardless of where I end up.
1: Oh, that's really good. That's really interesting. Um, Do you, oh, that, going off that, I think that another one of my things sort of related to that is to, like, keep a one line a day journal and just write, like, one line a day. <laughs> So I can like have something to look back at or something.
0: That's really cool. I do. I maintain a journal, but I sometimes will miss whole months at a time and then just kind of catch up later. And so it's, it's, but I'm really grateful for like what I do record and what I can look back on. Cause I've been keeping this since I was like 15 years old. Um, So maybe it would be a good idea for my, me to try to implement some more journaling as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, journaling is awesome. I like kind of just got into it. Um, I also do bullet journaling a lot, which is like not really the same thing as actual journaling. But it's just like this really efficient way to just plan your day and plan your life. And oh my god, I love bullet journaling. I swear by bullet journaling.
0: One thing that I've been trying to do in terms of, like, productivity and bullet journaling type stuff recently is being more realistic with my to-do list. And that's not really a, a New Year's resolution per se, but something I've been thinking about for a little while is, like, instead of just putting everything I need to do on one giant list, putting, like, like having, like, a long-term, like, here's everything you want to get done in the next week. And then looking at it like, okay, now what has to get done today and what can you get done today?
1: hmm Yeah. Definitely and i think that's like that's also really cool this like really cool part of the uh, pomodoro method which is just something i've like been doing when i need to work on my thesis where you like separate your chunks of time into like manageable 25 minute pieces and then you just like come up with like one task that you need to get done or you need to work on in like those 25 minutes but that's like really you know really going deep and setting, you know, different time intervals for really specific goals.
0: Yeah, I try to do some Pomodoro as well. um, Because when when you get in the groove of it, it's super effective. And I also have RSI problems in my hands, repetitive stress injury from too much computer use because I edit a lot of things. And so um, it's also useful for me to like, if I'm on my computer for 25 minutes to take five minutes and like, do some stretches and like stand up and make sure that I'm not that I'm like disengaging my body for a few minutes
1: yeah I need to like not slouch so much
0: Uh, same I stood up straighter as you said that
1: my last new year's resolution is for me and Quinn to figure out a way where we can call each other and not have us cut out that's my new year's resolution
0: I mean hopefully the solution to that will be if I move to a place with better wi-fi yep I guess my last thoughts on this are just New Year's resolutions are always a little bit of a stretch because it's hard to plan for a whole year, but I feel good about my, my goals this year and I'm hoping that I can really make them all happen. And I hope that all of you can make all of your goals happen and that you enter 2018 with a good time and with a positive mindset and that hopefully we can not only get our personal goals succeeded but making the world a better place in the next year so that's going to be it from us today uh if you want to follow us on twitter you can find us at mixed feelings fm or you can find us online at relay.fm slash mixed feelings where there's a contact form if you want to email us you can also find us in the apple podcast store where if you want to you could leave us a review you can find me on twitter at aspiring robot fm
1: and you can find me on twitter at underscore julian parker Thanks for talking with me today, Quinn. Thank you for talking with me today
0: and all of 2017.
1: Always a pleasure. Can't wait for 2018. (laughs) I'm Julian Parker.
0: I'm Quinn Rose.
1: And these were our mixed feelings.